Welcome to All Things Alt Tech, where we talk about the emerging digital ecosystem and how the online world is changing by the week. If you want to hear about next generation platforms and browsers, get the latest on privacy and online free speech issues, or just general banter on the creepy online media industry, this one's for you. So strap in, grab a drink, sit back and enjoy. If you want to support the podcast, visit nyman.media slash podcast. That's N-Y-M-A-N dot media slash podcast. If you want to ask a question or submit a story, email me at podcast at nyman.media. Welcome to the podcast. Today is August 16th, 2019. And in this episode, we're going to talk about alternative social networks. Now, why would anybody look for alternative social networks? I mean, most of your friends are probably already on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and so on. And, well, basically, social is always going to be a very monopolistic market just because of the f- that fact. People are going to want to go to where the people are. Now, the first reason why you'd want to look elsewhere, look outside of, you know, the likes of Facebook and Instagram and so forth is, well, because of how they've failed at safeguarding their users' data, your data. Now, the, probably the, the biggest single trigger here on that front is is probably the Cambridge Analytica event. Now, a lot of people were quite shocked by these, this uh, Cambridge Analytica deal, but really, I think the shock was mostly just due to the fact that the event happened to favor a certain political faction that they didn't approve of. Now, I just have to talk a little bit about Cambridge Analytica in particular, because I'm not so sure that they did anything uh, let's say let's say explicitly illegal. I mean, they bought data and acted on it. Now they bought it because well, Facebook makes it very easy for anybody to create an app, uh, and then using Facebook's SDK, their software developer kit, you can extract data from users. Now many of the apps out there, you know, stuff like quizzes, you know, the stuff like which celebrity do you look like the most and so forth that you see all on Facebook all the time, many of these are built only to collect your data. Now, that's one reason to sidestep Facebook. Um, another key reason is, well, the political bias and the censorship. Now, just to give you a, a recent example, a personal example of this, just the other day, I was uh, I was sending a message to a friend of mine, and it happened to contain the word word Bitcoin in it. And Facebook, well, they immediately flagged it as dangerous. Um, now, this is not only annoying; it's also kind of alarming. And you don't need a tech company to determine or dictate the contents of of your messages. Uh, and reading the, the the feed, the Facebook feed, you can kind of tell that it's curated with a certain skew. Now, I don't really care much about of, you know, what that skew happens to be, left, right, or gay, or straight, or male, or female, or pro this, or anti the other. I just don't want anybody to put their thumb on the scale at all. And I think people are waking up to the fact that you know it's dangerous when corporations dictate the information flows. Um, and as I mentioned before, the, the social marketplace in particular, it's kind of a monopolistic market and a few corporations can have a lot of say on what the um, information flows are. So when I see kind of uh, instances of, like I said, corporations putting their thumb on the, on the scale of the information flows, then I'm going to look for alternatives. I'm out. I'm going to look for what else is out there. So what are the alternatives out there? Well, it turns out that there are many. Now, if you read about new social networks in the news, 
chances are that you'll see references of them being, you know, alt-right and Nazi hangouts and so forth. Um, and relatively speaking, there are more of such kind of people on these alternative platforms than you find on the mainstream ones, but that doesn't make them kind of fringe lunatic hangouts. And and these new social platforms, um, they aren't all that big yet, of course. And I think the, the reason why they haven't grown faster is because, you know, advertisers, content creators, brands, individuals, they're kind of cautious about entering new platforms uh, because, well, nobody's really quite sure yet what this what the the niche is or what the audience really is like on on these in these new places and they certainly don't want to affiliate themselves with like i said lunatic platforms now this is precisely why in the mainstream media they are trying to depict these new places as you know havens for lunatics and fringe people and they don't obviously want to lose their audiences and partners to any new alternatives out there Okay, so speaking of these new alternatives, what, what are they really? Well, if you're looking for an alternative to Facebook, then there's a new site called Minds.com. Now, it kind of re rewards you for your contributions, um, for what you post, basically. That's one of the most, most important selling points, uh, if you will, here. So basically, you earn tokens, um, and you can then use these tokens also to advertise your own content across the social network. Um, there's also a, you know, premium subscriptions that give you access to more uh, exclusive content. You have the ability to become verified, etc. And it also, Minds should basically offer you a more organic feed in some ways, or certainly a feed without so much kind of tampering and censorship and so forth. And on top of that, the incentives at hand are much more favorable for the user. You earn something and, and you have sort of a, a stake uh, in, in your presence. Um, so, but beyond this, what, what else is so special about Minds.com? Well, I'm not so sure if there is much more to it. I mean, it doesn't seem that Minds are kind of conveying their core offering or their niche uh, as well as they could. In, in many ways, it's kind of a copy of Facebook without, with a couple of bells and whistles some important bells and whistles, but that's mm, kind of it. Um, I do think it's interesting. It's an interesting platform. Um, I'm on there, and and I think it's it's well worth checking out. Checking out. Um, another alternative to Facebook is Steemit. Now, Steemit also rewards their users with uh, with a cryptocurrency called Steam um, for publishing content. And also by, by voting on posts and comments, uh, users get to decide what is the payout of those posts. So you also earn Steam by upvoting others' work, and therefore you kind of help to curate content on the platform. So there are basically three different kinds of Steemit currency units, uh, if you will. So Steam is the is the sort of base currency unit, which can then be exchanged for others like Bitcoin or what have you. And then to vote on content on the platform, you need to convert your Steam to Steam Power. Now on top of this, um, there's also Steam Dollars, which is basically a stable coin that holds the value of one US dollar. Now, I'm not going to go into this in more detail because it's a pretty convoluted system, let's be honest. And I don't think many users are going to be bothering with this. Um, and also, I mean, I don't see much evidence of the platform improving. It is in some ways a little bit crummy and there seems to be a lot of bots and so forth. 
And I do think that it looks like growth is starting to plateau. Um, to add one more one more issue here is that this steam power or the, the kind of influencing power on the platform, it is skewed to surprisingly few participant, participants. So it's kind of like a different kind of tyranny looking at looking at steam versus versus the the other uh, social platforms out there um, if you're looking for an alternative to twitter well then there's gab.com and they kind of convey themselves as a as an outright free speech platform more or less now they have received flack for harboring a lot of fringe people um, and based on my my own experiences well in 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 all honesty, yes, you will stumble upon some pretty dodgy content a fair bit. Um, and yes, there are some bigoted and pretty aggressive uh, people uh, on there for sure. But eventually, I think, I mean, you'll get what you follow. So uh, it could still be a, prove to be a pretty decent platform if you really care about, you know, absolute freedom of speech. Um, then if you're looking for an alternative to YouTube which I would consider a, a social platform as well. Well, then there's BitChute. Um, now, BitChute, they use peer-to-peer WebTorrent technology. So when you're watching videos on BitChute, you're also helping to seed them or share them with other users. Now, it was kind of founded as a way to, to avoid content rules that are enforced on platforms like YouTube. Um, and not surprisingly, I mean, it's been criticized for hosting alt-writers, you know, whatever that really means. And, and yes, there's more of that kind of material on there for sure, if, I mean, if you have a problem with that. Uh, I think technically it's, it's a really impressive product. Um, and, and I think it's, it, it's got really, it's got some, some real potential, this one. Um, but I don't, I don't see a lot of incentives for, for, you know, the common user, um, to, to participate on there yet, apart from just, you know, circumventing the tyrannical policies of, you know, the, their competitors, the big boys. Um, it's a good way to get to get your fix of, uh, you know, non-PC content, uh, of course, but, you know, it's growing all the time. More and more people are, are, are uploading their content onto, onto uh, BitChute as well, so it looks like it's going to grow. Now, speaking of alternatives to YouTube, I also have to mention DTube, which is Steemit's video platform. So you have the kind of same rewards mechanism on there as you have on Steemit. Um, I have to say big picture, though, that starting a, let's call it mass market social network is, is, is challenging. Now, I was actually working for Google back in the days when Google Plus was launched, and um, the way I look at it is basically, well, the reason they, they went into this uh, into this sort of venture in the first place, because, you know, I think Larry and Sergey were, they kind of panicked into launching a social pro- product yet again. I mean, this is the third social social product that Google built, uh, because back in this, um, during during this time, it was still kind of uncertain as to just how powerful social would be. I mean, you got to remember that this was back in the day when um, when you know uh, site owners and and uh, and publishers and everybody they were, they were putting the Facebook button and the the Facebook pixel on on all their sites everywhere, and it was really growing. And basically, what this means is you know Facebook are able to capture exactly which sites that their users are visiting, and they can chart you know user behaviors in a lot of detail. And 
Google being a a data company in many ways, well, they were starting to sense that a real uh, a, a real big threat from a from a competitor here. But at the end of the day, I mean, Google Plus was kind of just a copy with some added features that nobody was really asking for. And uh, no offense to software developers out there, but this was really like a typical software developer-derived product. I mean, you were supposed to, as a user of the platform, you were supposed to kind of place people in various buckets or circles so that you could post only to certain groups of people. Um, and, and this yeah, makes sense, but in reality, I mean, nobody's going to go through the process of you know, labeling and compartmentalizing your friends. Um, it, just, it just doesn't happen, and it didn't happen. And plus, you could do that on Facebook anyway. And, and you know, the, the developers, they would say stuff like, you know, social is broken and, and other you know, really snotty stuff like that, and it, it wasn't. I mean, Facebook owned social, uh, and Google just kind of duplicated the product while trying to kind of slag it off at the same time. It, it made very little sense. And, and not only that, but, but Google decided to make everything social. You know, you could plus one and share search results. I don't know why you do that, but that's a feature they added. And YouTube was plugged into, into Google Plus and so forth. And, and it was all kind of dictated from, from above. Now, all the employees, or many of the employees on the ground level, certainly knew viscerally that this was a bad idea. And it was. Of course, you know, very few people said anything, but they knew it. So basically, I think what, what all of the above will, will, would kind of show you is that every social network needs to have some kind of novelty or specialization and coherence in order to really kind of catch on and grow. I mean, it needs to be really clear uh, what the unique features are and what the sort of you know, incentives are for the user. And the product needs to have great usability, of course. Um, so it needs to be obvious why you should be on there and what's so special about it. Uh, now, in the Google Plus example, I mean, Google tried to kind of just speak to everyone and just steal the visitors from an existing party, uh, which was Facebook. And they, they did that just with a with a knockoff product and, and a really poor marketing strategy to top it off. I mean, even, even the launch was pretty botched. You needed like an invitation to join and there was like a really tight bottleneck from day one. It was a disaster. Now, in summary, just getting back to these alter alternatives to, uh, to the big social platforms out there, I do think that the, the alternative networks out there, they hold a lot of promise. Now, I don't see them unseating the likes of, you know, Facebook or Twitter anytime soon. And in fact, you know, I think social media usage as a whole may be peaking even. Um, but, but I do think there's a lot to be won by offering users, you know, the ability to earn money or crypto uh, tokens uh, for their contributions. I do think that the, this tipping mechanism that uh, that's becoming more pre more prevalent on on these new uh, platforms that has a lot of potential as well. And I do think that emphasizing freedom of speech and more information, uh, organic information flow, um, that also holds a lot of potential. And if it turns out that people value these things, then the new networks are almost certainly going to prosper. Um, now, I'd recommend that, that you go out and try these platforms and see what you think. 
And if you want to get your, your first friend, then you can look me up on Minds.com. My username there is Lars Nyman, L-A-R-S-N-Y-M-A-N. Um, now I post travel photography mostly and, well, because I travel very heavily. Um, so give him all a spin and let me know what you think. Okay, have fun and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>